Many years I've searched for rest Perfect peace within my breast And I often sought the Lord alone in tears See, I could not pay the price Could not make the sacrifice So I wandered on and on for many years Come on, can you sing with us? Let me lose myself And find it, Lord, in Thee Let all self be slain, my friend See only Though it cost me hey, grief and pain, say I'll find, I will find my life again. Say, if I lose myself, I'll find it, Lord. One day, while I knelt in prayer, Jesus whispered to me there, take your cross and follow me to Calvary. Hey. Oh, how sad it was to die to let self be crucified and if I lose my life I'll find it Lord in me come on now sing with us hey, say. if I lose myself and find it Lord Only thee. Though it costs me grief and pain, though it costs me yeah, grief and pain, say I will find, I will find my life again. If I lose myself, I'll find it, Lord. I will not stand alone when I come before thy throne. Let me bring, dear Lord, at least one soul, one soul to thee. Hey. Say, I give myself away take me use me 
service to you. Holy Spirit, please come speak to our hearts and be with us here. Manifest yourself through salvation, healing, and deliverance to the people, I pray. We give you praise and honor for you alone are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I'm going to share just for a few minutes on today's topic. Um, and I'm just following the trend that we saw on the advert. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about what is godly loyalty and what is blind loyalty. <clears throat> Amen. If you have Bibles, we are reading from two passages. First Timothy, First Timothy 3.15 1 Timothy 3.15 We are teaching on loyalty this month as we do every year because we've discovered it to be so important. May your children that's dedicated today become loyal in the house of God. To become faithful in God's house. Because this is the beginning of their lives, but at the end of their lives, they want to hear the Lord say, Well done, good and faithful, or good and loyal servants. In verse 14, Paul said to Timothy, I am writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon. So that if I am delayed, you will know 
how people must conduct themselves in the house of the Lord. Amen? How people must conduct themselves in the house of the Lord. The King James Version says, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how they oughtest to behave. I like that better. How you must behave in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. May the Lord bless the reading of His word and the preaching thereof. Godly loyalty versus blind loyalty. The text is clear that there's a certain behavioral pattern or expectation that God expects of His children. You can't just do what you want to, but God speaks about how you must behave. Sadly so, we've discovered and found that because pastors never teach people, they don't really know how to behave. You see? They behave well when things are well. And that's not the challenge. The challenge is how to behave when things are not going well. How to behave in a crisis situation. How to behave when things are not what you thought it would be. How to behave, especially in a church setting. And uh, we thank God for the grace that we have that we can teach you these things. Amen. Now, I also want to read another scripture found, uh, please, in Matthew 7, verse 15. Matthew 7, 15. If you have Bibles. I read from the NLT version. New Living Translation. Beware of false prophets. Are you all listening? Jesus is talking here because in the, some Bibles the words are in red, which means it's the words of Jesus speaking to us. Beware of false prophets. They come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can know them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, verse 20. Just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Amen? Glory to God. Now, one of the great excuses that people use to uh, frown or don't like 
this message of loyalty is that they, they say that uh, you can't just be loyal and faithful because if you have a false leader, he could lead you into a distraction. Are you listening to me? And that is correct. That's why I want to bring the balance. The what? When we talk about loyalty, we talk about loyalty in its proper context. And any subject is like that. But the reason why the subject of loyalty is frowned upon and attacked, because it is an anti-satanic message. It directly attacks the actions of the devil. And if you've been here for a few weeks, you know what, what Lucifer did in heaven was to be disloyal to the original plan that God had for him. He couldn't stay faithful there. He was cast down. So that satanic trend is in many people. You can't stay where you should be. And you just move, move on, move on. And at the end of your life, there's not much to say about you. Pastor Charlie told me the other day that he listened to a funeral on, online of somebody that was buried. Man was in the church for many years. But he said, surprisingly, there was nothing good the people could say about the boy, the man. Probably in his mid, he died in his mid-30s. And he said the only <laughs> tribute they, they said of him was he dressed well. Altijd mooi aangetrek. Na een ding van hom. Sy skoene was netjes. Sy broek was mooi getuile. Sy baikie was mooi. Sy taai het altijd gepas. His jacket fit, his tie, his pants. So Charles, my Pastor Charlie said he wanted to hear what did he do for God? What did he do? What service did he do for the, for, for, for the, in the kingdom? How did he help his fellow man? Nothing. But he dressed nice. God forbid that they say that of you. Is that all they're going to say about you? You see, so what Satan does with his anti-Satan, he hates the message of loyalty because it directly exposes him. It unmasks him. Uh-huh. Now he makes people think like the Apostle Paul did, that when they, they think they're doing a good thing, by not staying faithful, you see, and hopping and moving around, but at the end of the day, it's to their own destruction and detriment. So when we talk about loyalty in its context, everything has a context. If I say love, let's teach about love. People don't really have a problem if you teach about love. Because God is love, hallelujah. But if I say love everyone, love the devil also, well, you're going to say, no, 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 pastor, you are now out of context. True? True? So why when we teach loyalty, then you have a problem? Because loyalty must also be seen in its context. We didn't say be loyal to Satan. We didn't say be loyal to a bad leader. We didn't say be loyal to some honky-funky person. No, you must understand it in its context. Amen. Because Jesus did warn us that there will be false prophets. It's not something I like to harp upon because the danger that it creates is that it makes 
You look for false prophets in every man of God. And I don't want this church to be like that. One of the things we as a church, we will know and must teach is that we don't criticize quickly. Criticism is one of the weapons of the devil. He criticized God. That's why when you criticize, you become like him. We saw what happened to Miriam who criticized Moses. We saw what happened to people who criticized. So we are careful not to criticize. The ashes will help you to move out of the rain. And the sound guys will help me also. Hallelujah. Just a short on a breaking. The people can sit here. There's a lot of place here. Pastor Robin, they can put their chairs here. And some even in front here. Don't worry, soon it will be closed. And we have to put the ceiling in to dampen the sound of the rain. We will. Amen. You can all come sit here, sit here in the front. You're still going to put gutters on, don't worry, okay? All right, let me help you. Here are four great keys. Jylle kan die hoek sit nou, want hy rent val nog op bykie daar. Sê jou rijd daar. Die man het vir ja, het jy nie nou die dag vir ja nie? Ons het een koek vir jou daar in die tuin, amen. Waterproof koek, hy sal nie nat rent he. We are hoping to close that section in the next week or two, but we need some offerings for that, please. It's going to be plated section because it will open again for a balcony at a later stage. Anyway, is everybody okay now? It happens when I preach the heavens and the, the clouds. There's a, there's a disturbance in the atmosphere. I quickly want to come to some points. I'm not going to go into long explanations. If you want to understand my preaching, you must listen to it over a number of weeks. I can't say everything in 30 minutes. Do you understand? So, just to emphasize a little bit of what we, oh yes, very important, close that thing. Um, we've taught in the past few weeks that our enemy is Satan. The one with a nice name in the Bible, Lucifer. And it's not only our enemies, it's firstly God's enemy. So whatever God establishes, He wants to break down. Are you listening? Whatever God builds up, He wants to destroy. Do you know who, 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 who arranged the first marriage in the Bible? God Himself. God said to Adam, there's Eve. Let me... Marry you. God was the first marriage officer. When he saw Eve, he said, flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. 
Now the two of you shall become, God said to them, the two of you shall become one flesh. Wow! And God married them. And since God has instituted the marriage, have you noticed how Satan attacks marriages? Do you know how many people divorce? In other words, the marriage doesn't work, it breaks, it fails. Because Satan is working. That man that you smiled with, that you thought would be your knight in shining armor, it, does, it turns out to be some monster. That lady who you thought was this very wonderful mermaid you got from the water, she's more like a dragon, a crocodile. Eish. Because Satan, Satan breaks what God is building. Look at families. Who made the families? God. He said, Adam and Eve, now you must have babies. And when Satan came and affected, infected, affected us, now we have this children, the families destroyed, the units are destroyed, destruction, death comes from Satan. Many children grow up without fathers. This ideal scenario of mama, papa, and babies is not there. Some children are reared by their aunties, most of them by their grandmothers. That was not God's plan. But we have an enemy. It destroys what God wants to build. And, and, and many children grow up with distorted uh, childhood and it affects them into their adulthood. Because Satan was infect, affecting, infecting. One, many children, different fathers. It was not God's plan. And it hurts us. Now, another thing God built is the church. How many of you remember Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build and the gates of hell. You see, so what's happening here now, as much as Satan destroys marriages, as much as he destroys families, why do you think he will leave the church? It's another institution that God built. Hallelujah. And he comes and he uses a weapon of deception to destroy the church. Amen. Satan's names give you an idea of his character. Jesus calls him a murderer. He says he was a murderer from the beginning. Why? Because in John 10, 10 says he steals, kills, destroys. Yes. Kills your joy. He destroys your future. Yeah. He destroys your passion for doing God's work. He's real. He's a person. Things don't just happen. They are influence in the spirit world. Are you listening? Yes. So that's why the church is then also affected by the devil wanting to break down what God wants to build up. So what the loyalty teachings does, it, 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 it shows you, it gives you a picture into how the devil operates, how he works, how he affects the minds of people. Yes. And then over time, which is another important word, we can see if what we are saying is true or not true. Amen. So, number one, here's some checks 
to gauge if the church you attend is a good church. Now, when we teach loyalty, we do not mean that you have to stay in a church, one church for the rest of your life. Even I didn't stay in the church that I grew up in. Amen? So listen carefully, then I will help you. And you will know when it's your, your, your time to move away from BMI. Are you listening? Because it is normal that people come and people go. Yes. And many times, those reasons uh, has to do with the leader. Most times, that, this coming and going has to do with the leadership. But that is not a topic I want to teach here. Why people leave. People could leave because of bad leaders, because God wants to teach a leader a lesson. Maybe the leader sowed a seed of running away from another church, so when he wants to start the church, it also happens in his church. There are many reasons, but that I will do on the camps when we teach on the camps. Why people leave, okay? But I'm here to help you, what you must do. Are you listening to me? So uh, just my little history is that I also left the church that I grew up in. And I read you the scripture in Matthew 7 to talk about the fruits. The fruits talk about the actions. The actions will show if this is a good tree or a bad tree. And at the time when I left my church, I also didn't really understand. I didn't have the grace that you have to hear a man like me teach on loyalty. Yeah. So I left, but in retrospect, when I look back, then I can see it was God who wanted me to move at that time. So sometimes God does want you to move, and I will give you the points that you must look for. Because this would not have been here if I had stayed. This fruit would not have been here if I had stayed. Do you see? So, at the end of the day, if you do make a decision to leave, then over time, like over time for me now, I must come and see your huge church and say, wow, maybe you had to go. But if I don't see it, if I don't see you even attending a church somewhere, then it was a mistake to go. Now there are people who leave places they shouldn't leave. And one such person is found in Luke 15, the prodigal son. When he left his father's house, he came to the conclusion, I shouldn't have left. I made a mess. I'm now eating with pigs. So, the opposite is true. Yes, there are times when you must move on, but there are times when you should not have moved. You should have stayed. You see, the prodigal son, in the beginning of his move, it was exciting. It was juicy. It was everything nice. Juicy, Lucy, everything. <laughs> it is later, after time, there came a famine in the land. And there was nothing to fall back on. He left his father's house. If the money was up. Normally after you move from the place where God wants you to be, the first few months is exciting. 
Hey. Because you enter into a new church somewhere down the road and the people are excited. They even let you testify. I remember brother some time ago you left my church. People come and go, you know. So he also left and he, and, and he met another person. He said, you must come to this new church where I am. I just entered and the pastor said, brother, don't you want to testify? He said, there by BMI you sit for many months and you never have the mic in your hand. Right. Now, who are the false? How do we know this is a bad place or a good place? When must you leave? And my story was so that after I left, I was with the Assemblies of God, a very good and powerful church. And uh, I, I now know God wanted me to have my own ministry and move on. But that time when I left, I didn't quite understand things, you know. But by God's grace, I'm still connected to my church. My church still honors me and, and invites me to preach there. I didn't leave and, mud, and, and, and making the waters dirty where I, where I left. You know? The scripture talks about don't muddy the water where you have left because others must still drink from it again. Are you listening? Let me see if I can read you that, that scripture. Very important scripture that you must see. Because when people leave, they often say very bad things. Ezekiel 34 verse 18. Is it a small thing to you to eat up the good pasture that you must now tread down with your feet the residue of your pastures? Or you drank from the waters. Now you must foul the residue with your feet. In other words, that church that once fed you now you go out and tell other people, Muni da wat drinki. Muni da eet nie. Maar sy het lekker geëet daar. Is it good to foul the residue where you once ate? Now here I, I've, I've come up with some, with my own personal four keys, you won't find it in any books. To gauge if, if you're not at a rotten tree because if you're at a bad tree, there will never be a good fruit. That's according to Jesus in Matthew 7. There will never be good fruit because a tree is bad. Number one, you must check if the word of God is preached. Are you all listening? Preek hulle die woord van die Heere. Lees hulle die skrifte. Do they preach the word of God? The church where you attend. You might be a visitor here. It's also a good gauge for you to check your church. Are they preaching the word of God? Do they open the Bible? Now, as I'm saying that, I want to also emphatically state there are different interpretations of the Bible. But we're not talking about that now. We're first checking, do they read the Bible? Do they preach from the Bible? Alright? As I was, even now that I'm talking to you really about practical issues, I read two scriptures to you. One in Timothy and one in Matthew. Amen. Because this is God's word to you. 
God's word from the Bible. Number two. Is the preaching of the Bible or the word of God that they preach, is it being lived out practically? In other words, are the fruits, are the evidence of the fruits? Because you can have the preaching of the word, but there's no uh, portrayal of the life that must be lived according to the preaching of the word. I hope I make myself clear. There's no fruits. There's no fruits. The pastor said for us, we need that do it, but we do not. The pastor said, we don't drink from wine, there is no band. No, the pastor said, the word of the year. He said, we don't drink from wine, there is no band. But we drink the Jacobs five can of wine for the night. Hey! Die Bijbel sê, mens mag nie echt breekie, maar dan breekie pastoor en die diakens echt. Pastoor het drie, vier vrouwens. Hy sê, die Bijbel sê, a bishop must be a man of one wife. Ek is nie a bishop, ek is a pastoor, ek kan drie het. I'm trying to explain to you, and this is true. These things happen really in the communities if you don't know. You, you, you hear all these stories. So you need to check. You, you must also look and say, number one, are they preaching the word of God there? Number two, are they living that word of God that they are preaching? Not even what they are preaching, what is in the Bible. Are they living that? Are you, are you hearing me? Are there evidence, are, are there fruits of it? Or is what they say incongruent with how they live. Amen. Number three. Godly loyalty versus blind loyalty. Don't just follow blindly. I'm helping you. Is Jesus glorified? And that's a very important point. Is Jesus Christ the one who died for you being glorified. Do we worship him? Do we sing about him? Do we teach about him? Because the work of the Spirit is to glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. Your love for your pastor must eventually lead you to Jesus. Amen. He's the true shepherd. Hallelujah. Is Jesus glory? And number four, is the Holy Spirit welcome? Now you can have a church that have all the three, but they don't have the last one. And it's so important that the Holy Spirit must be welcome because the Holy Spirit is the one that is still on the earth. Jesus Christ himself is now seated at the right hand of God the Father. If you understand your Bible correctly, he ascended to heaven and the Bible says, as he went up, we will see him come down again. Glory to God. But where is he now? Jesus Christ, the person. He sit, sit, seated at the right hand of God the Father, maketh, in, maketh intercession for us. Whole day, his job is to pray. He's now a prayer warrior. But he promised us that he won't just go and leave us. He's going to leave another comforter. Glory to God. It's called the Holy Spirit. 
He says he will be with you. He shall be in you. And he will come upon you. Hey. And when he's with you, in you and upon you, there will be what I call manifestations of his presence. So not you can do it, Stani. Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 4, He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. What manifestations did He mention? He said, Because the Lord has anointed me to, to do what? To heal the brokenhearted. Hey! When the Spirit is in the church, then the broken hearts are mended. Hallelujah. The captives are set free. Zij wat gevangen is. Met zone, met drugs, met drank, met hoereerderij. Godse kracht zal jou vrij maken. Dan die geest van God is hier. Your drug addiction, you can be set free. Yes, that's when the Spirit of the Lord is there. Amen. All your problems as big as mountains, the Lord will, heal, will work it for you. Yes. The bruise, those that are hurt through past experiences, the Lord will heal the bruising. Amen. To heal the broken heart, to set, to set at liberty them that are bruised. To set, to let the captives go free. Yay! As a bird that was caught in a cage. That cage door is now open. And you can be free. So as a net, so as a fool in the net van the fool vanger. Ga God jou vrij maak. All the guilt and the dirt is washed away. And you, the evidence of the Holy Ghost will be here. So if you see healing, the evidence is here. If you see people being saved and set free, the evidence is here. If you see the bruise being healed, and then to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah! In other words, there's a future for you. There's a reward for you. A church that doesn't promise rewards is not the biblical church. Because my God is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him, diligently seek Him, Intelligently seek him. Listen, they come even meet you, city man. That's everything you will say, man. I said it for you on the angles. You don't come sitting here for free. No, not for free, but for nothing. Because God is going to reward you. Once you become a child of God, there's rewards for you. Yeah, really. There's even some pastors who don't like us to preach like this. So no, don't tell the people that God's going to give them things. God is going to give you things. That's what my Bible says, man. My God gives me things, man. Hallelujah. He is a God of new things. Hallelujah. You can't stay the same. And that's the evidence you must look for. Are they preaching the word of God? Are they living the word of God? That's the difference. We can lift up our hands. But they are to gaan. Die vrouwens lachen met mij. Want dan weet ik praat ook samen met hulle en met die mannen. Ze gaan 
een gedaante verwisseling, een metamorfosis, by die kek het sy a butterfly, by die huis het sy kakalak, My wife and myself was in a at dinner some time ago with a couple, and they were ex, the, the pastor had an experience with a, a lady that we know, and the lady looked so gentle. But the pastor told us about how the woman got angry at something that went wrong in the restaurant. I said, Pastor, they froze the spirits. To say I manage your complex. Said you'll never know. Are you preaching the word? But are you living the word? Has change come to your life? If you find no change, and I'm gonna speak to you, maybe you're a church going member, but there's no change in your life. Either you haven't come to Jesus or there's something wrong with the church you are visiting. Are you with me? But Jesus brings a change. Jesus brings a change. Jesus brings a change in your life. Hallelujah. So those are the four signs I want you to just just, just quickly look at. And as I close, I want to say to you now. So you're gauging, you're gauging. And then... You ask yourself, then when can I leave, Pastor? When, 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 when can I leave? When the above, when the four things are absent. There's no preaching of the word. There's no living of the word. The pastor is saying things, but he's not living it. Then maybe it's time to go. Are you listening? Is Jesus not being glorified? Then it's time to go the Holy Spirit is not welcome, then it's time to go. Are you listening? When there's bad leadership, but now you must be careful how you come to your judgments and your conclusions. Because it's not for you to decide bad leadership. It will be a, 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 a complexity of issues that will show if this is a good or a bad leader. Because the devil will deceive you what is deception? To believe her? To believe her? Yeah, the devil will easily deceive you and say it's a bad leader. So be careful now. It's a very fine line. That's why I said after a time the fruit will show. Was I right or was I wrong? Bad leadership is oftentimes the reason why you can also go. Now I want to just help you here and say when, when, when is it? When there is a major doctrinal shift in the ministry. If I, for example, now say, we're only going to believe in Jesus, no more the Holy Spirit or the Father, then I become a Jesus only. Are you all listening? Then you say, no, 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 no. This is, a major, this is not what we were taught all the time. There's a major deviation. Number two, when there's a significant or chronic or moral deviation. Pastor, now two girlfriends, my dinner out of the year. First lady sit up his stool, and the other two ladies sit up his stool and langsana. That's a great moral deviation. It's not, it's not a good place to be. Why is it not a good place to be? Because the spirit of the leader will come upon you. 
as I'm preaching, what I'm doing will come upon you. Well, one of my branch churches, <coughs> some years ago, I had a pastor there that was, that was committing adultery. Are you listening? But we were dealing with the issue in this church of, a, of, a, of another brother that was committing adultery. And I was really struggling to get to the end of this matter. It's only some years later when I discovered, but the pastor himself was sleeping with another woman. And that is why that brothers in that church committed adultery. Because the spirit of the leader has transferred to the people. And that's not a good place to stay. That's blind loyalty. You're just loyal, loyal. You're blindly loyal. If your leader doesn't speak what is in the word of God, number one. Number two, if he doesn't live what is in the word of God, then you can't stay loyal there. Come on now, I'm helping you to get the balance. Don't just say loyal, loyal. I will not tell you something. Ah, 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 ah. That's it soon. And the third one is when you get an explicit instruction from the Lord. Now this is a difficult one. It's actually something I don't want to say, but I have to say it because it's true. As I hear you talk with you, you can say, it's time to move. But listen carefully. You mense let me say in a gebruik. God has with me talked. As the Holy Spirit, as the Potsigies. You know when you will know the Holy Spirit spoke over time, you will see the fruit. So if I go back and tell my church that it was the Holy Spirit who led me here, they will say, Amen, we believe it because we can see it. Do you get it? Do you get it? But if you leave and there's nothing to show, was it the Spirit? Will the Spirit lead you into nothing? Careful now. The Spirit will not lead you into nothingness. The Spirit will lead you into growth, into fruit, into multiplication, into more, more of Jesus, more, more of church, hallelujah. So the three things that you must look for when you, when, when, when you have the ticket to go is there a major doctrinal change. Doctrinal is teaching change. Number two, uh, is there a significant moral change? Is the pastor's life not right? Number three, did the Lord speak to you? Then you must listen. Are you listening? But this is how you, this is, this is how you live if you must leave. You don't send the SMS. You don't just leave because somebody sent the SMS and you're part of the simple-minded that leave with that person because you think one SMS covers all of you. It's only Vodacom that covers the rest. You must write a personal letter. And this is even where you work. I'm helping you now. I'm, I'm taking you back to the first Timothy. How you ought to behave. You don't just leave a place where you were there for a long time. You, you write a personal letter and come say thank you to what the people has done for you. That's how to behave. Manira. Not just a text. Now some people don't even send the text. They just leave the group. 
then that's how they resign. Sy het aan veel maniere. Sy het mossige maniere. Not even a thank you for the boss where you've worked for 15 years. You didn't go to say thank you to Mr. Mukadam. He paid you every Friday. There were times he didn't have much work, but he needed to pay you. You don't have a thankful spirit. Sy is a draak man. You must learn to be thankful and grateful. Because you see, one day you might come back there again. You can't go back. Many people can't go back because they didn't leave properly. So you must live in a proper way. If I walk into the church where I grew up for 20 years, the first thing the pastor will do is say, let him come to my office and make tea for him. Because I didn't live in that way. Are you with me? The head of that church, the head of that church nationally, when he comes to Cape Town, he stays in my house. So I'm not a prodigal son. When they see my achievements, they brag, they say, he's, he's from the Assemblies of God. And I'm trying to help you with how you must keep relationships. Are you with me? But they also realize I had to go because it was God's instruction. Amen. You have three questions I close. Before you leave, ask yourself these three questions. Number one, where will I go? Where will I go? And I can already tell you most people when they go, they end up sitting at home, brother. They don't come to church anymore. Maybe it lasts for the first few weeks at the new church. Mensen must not play as a, a, a new beesem vir skoon. A new broom sweeps clean. People only get excited about you when you're new. The same like us. You see, we give you cake when you're new. But after your second and third week, a line, what's a cook? Gaat daar tak shop, koop vir jou pakkie chips. What's that chips in now? So, huh? Yeah. That's how people are. You are nice to visitors. So don't get excited. You now went to another church. They treated you. You were a visitor. Give us a drivika. That's how you react. And come with jealousy out from the sisters. They don't even know how to get out of And think they can come and do what they want. They don't even see. But people are dumb and swap, man. Where will I go? You see. Then the second question you must ask. Is it better there than what it was here? The prodigal son asked that question. When he was sitting there, he said, Ik het gedink is bitter, maar is it bitter? He said, in my father's house. Hallelujah. It was better in my father's house. I must go back. Listen, many of us, we tell the story of the prodigal son. I'm closing. And we make as if he was such a bad boy. Very few people that I know in my lifetime can do what that boy did. I've not met people that can do what that boy did. That boy went back and said, Sorry. I made a mistake. 
please can I just be a servant in your house? I've not met one person like that in 2000, 2020 and 2021. And not, 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 not. My son is very far I've not seen it in my lifetime. I've not seen it. It happened once to a couple, but then they also couldn't stay because there were other issues in their life again and they left. Pray to God for the grace of the prodigal son. That if you make a mistake, you see, because you thought the grass was greener on the other side. The grass is not always greener. Because it's artificial grass. As now the new matter what likes us grass. Tight gedanken grass. Say for no cause you grass so boy up the TV, but your grass is outdated brain. That's artificial grass. It's not real. Grass is not always green. Should I go? Should I stay? Now, I know that because we are human beings, we hurt one another. And one of the reasons why people leave is because of hurts. And that's normal. I've also been hurt many times. But you can make a mistake if you make a decision in the time of your discouragement. Please listen to me. Pastor Lafoy once told me this, I'll never forget it. He said, never make a decision in the time of your discouragement. Just lay low. Just lay low. Wait a little. Time will heal. We were counseling a couple the other day and uh, the husband told the wife, Mark, I phone call now. I said, no, 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 no. Don't phone now. You You are discouraged. Wait a few days. Stay low. And after a few days, they phoned and said, everything is working. It's much better. They, they just, if they acted in the heat of the moment, it would not have worked. Are you listening? Don't act in the heat of the moment. Look, because we are sinful people together. It's like a family. It's the same. People will hurt you. Asha might treat you bad. The pastor didn't greet you. Many things. You see, you must learn to forgive things. If, we, if you don't have a spirit, a heart to forgive, you will be moving from place to place every third week. I tell you, every third month, you'll be moving. We must forgive. The pastor himself is not God. As handsome as he might look, he's not God. Even he can offend you. you know, and the devil can say something. They don't greet us. They don't make time for... Don't let the devil work like that. Stay calm. The grass is not greener on the other side. Amen. There's, there's times you must go. And I've explained it to you nicely now. But most of the time, it's your hurts, your emotions... That's playing on you. Pastor didn't do this for me. 
I thought pastor would do this, pastor would say this, pastor didn't. No, don't let the devil work you. Stay. After a few months, I tell you, forget for me. As the pastor say, arm you om you. Oh, hallelujah. Free for your copy, you claim Mickey. That's if you're right. But if you have left in the time of discouragement, you would have made the biggest mistake. Because not many of us have the grace that the prodigal son had to say, I'm going to go back to my father's house. I'm going to say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. You see, when you do wrong to people, it's not only the wrong to the people, you also do wrong to God. He said, I sinned before heaven and before you. And I've come to say, sorry. I'm sorry. Should not have left. If I keep staying with the pigs, I'll become like them. I'll smell like them. I'll eat their foods. But here, even, even the lowest job, even the cleaning job here, the ushering job here is better than what it's there out there. So my friends, be very careful when this deceiver is busy deceiving you. As you are here, maybe you're just visiting here. Your visiting must come to an end. You must come to a place where you start to commit yourself to God. The Bible says in Psalms, and in Proverbs the same, commit your ways unto the Lord. Commit it, commit it. And, and your plans, commit it to God. And then He will work out your future for you. He will work out your future for you. Are you listening? Things will get better. Amen? Did I help you today to explain to you when you must go and when you must stay? Godly loyalty versus blind loyalty. We don't just follow blindly. We look for the fruit. We look for the signs. Hallelujah. Everybody bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe you're here today. You came because of the baby dedication. Or maybe you came because somebody invited you. I want to give you a chance to make peace with God. To make your heart right with God. You say, Pastor, I'm not living right. I need to start to follow God as you have preached today. I need to be faithful. I need to be loyal to God and to His church. Please pray for me. If that is you, I want to pray for you. Put up your right hand. I want to pray for you. Please, I see your hand. Is there somebody else? I want to pray for you. I see your hand there, young man. Young, young mama, I see your hand at the back, mama. I see your hand, I see your hand, lady, I see your hand, I see your hand. I want to really commit myself to follow God from now on. I've lived my life these short years and I see things are not working out. The devil is having a field day with my life. I need to come to Jesus. I need to give my life to Jesus. If that's you, please, I want you to join those who put up their hands. And I want you to ask you one more favor is to stand up. Don't, don't be shy, ashamed about it. And you will come to the blue mat here. I want to pray for you. I want everybody to stand in the church. The whole church is standing. Then I want those people who indicated they want prayer. Come stand here. I'm going to pray and I'm going to close the service after I pray for you. Come stand here. God is calling you. The rest of you clap hands as they come. The rest of you clap hands as they come. 
sing it one more time and I will give you one more chance please God is knocking at your heart's door that knock won't always be there you must come while the knock is there Jesus is calling you from a life of wasted years I'm talking to the fathers especially the fathers come come God is calling you Lord I give you my heart I give you my faithful to you I want to be loyal to you I want to follow you please wash me with your precious blood all my mistakes all my sins I give them to you I receive a new name now please write my name in the book of life thank you Jesus for saving me Thank you for welcoming me as a child of God. I give you praise. From this day forward, I will follow you. I will serve you. I will attend church. I will learn from your word. I will be your disciple. In Jesus' name.